because I just worry about all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I just focus on what God want me to do, focus on his word, focus on getting the word to people, then everything else is going to come, right? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Tents and Tabernacles podcast. Y'all see how I tried to sound like Vic just there. I want to start this episode off with a little bit of a disclaimer. The audio you are about to hear is from our live during Holy Week. Um, the conversation is going to start in the middle of a conversation due to me not hitting record um, at the beginning of our live session. So you will start off in the beginning of a conversation and the episode is not structured like our normal episodes. If you're already a listener, you know that me and Vic tend to go on tangents, but um, we usually have a little bit of a, a segment structure. So this was a live. You'll hear us talking to people who were on Instagram live with us and YouTube live with us. Um, but I do think it'll still be entertaining. So with that being said, enjoy the episode. No. <laughs> Okay, so on Instagram, I just want to let you know we were not live. <laughs> we were not live on YouTube. We were live on YouTube. Fun That's fact. hilarious. I was sitting here like, no one's in there. No one's commenting. Because we weren't live. So, oh, no, it's okay. Um, it is. We're learning. We're hanging out. Um, okay, so the, the 30 pieces of silver that Judas paid, or Jesus, Judas was paid to pretty much read out Jesus to like the temple priests and leaders and things of that nature. He felt bad and he gave the coins back and the, the priests were like, what are we going to do with those? Like we already got our due. Cause this is after, mm-hmm. after Jesus has been arrested. And so Judas is like, well, I don't want them. So he threw them in the temple floor. And then the priests were like, well, I guess we can't put these in the treasury because it's payment for murder. Okay. So they're like, this is basically dirty money. So I can't put it in the temple treasury. Let's just go and buy the potter's field and make it into a cemetery for foreigners. And I was like, I've heard that before or read Mm -hmm. that before. And in our regular like scheduled reading, we're reading in Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah, it says they took 30 pieces of silver at price. Uh, the price at which he was valued by the people of Israel and purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. So when I tell you that every little thing in this storyline is directed by God, even before Jesus even showed up, like we know the things in Isaiah where it's like, you know, he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, things like that. But Mm -hmm. even down to the reactions of the priests after Judas gives the money back they go and buy a field like that's so specific um but anywho so now jesus is at trial before Pilate, and Pilate is like i don't want to yeah then priests were real backwards like for real for real <laughs> yes they were very backwards um so Pilate was like i don't find any issues with this dude so here's what i'm gonna do I'm going to go and present him in front of the people because I, like, I'm going to examine him. Like he's going to be innocent because I know he's innocent. And then I'm going to let him go because it is custom that during the Passover celebration, they let a prisoner go. Yeah. And he was like, it's just going to be Jesus. Like Jesus is going to be let go. It's going to be fine. 
You think that's what he was thinking? Yeah, and one of the accounts that says that. What? But how dumb is that? Well, because he was like, well, oh, it says that because he knew that the religious leaders had had arrested Jesus out of envy and not because he actually did anything wrong. And so he expected the Jewish people to receive him back. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with you now. Yeah. So then the Jewish people were like, no, we want Barabbas. Now... I had to figure out who Barabbas was because everybody's like, oh, like he's the he's a thief, he's a liar, he's a criminal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Barabbas was an insurrectionist. So he would he had led and or was just a part of an uprising against the government and it resulted in someone's murder. And that's why he was in jail. Oh, I thought he was a murderer. Exactly. Like in church, it's like Barabbas is a murderer, but it was more than that. Like he was, he was a rebel. So also there's a verse that was prophesied, like Jesus will be, um, will be crucified amongst rebels. Like certain translations say rebels or certain way you could translate the word there is rebels or in some translations is like revolutionaries. So Mm -hmm. the people that were, that were being crucified alongside Jesus could have very well been a part of that mob too. So, um, so yeah, the reason why I brought that up though is because they received, they wanted to release Barabbas while the priests were doing the same thing. The priests almost incited a riot mm-hmm. that was going to end in a man's murder being Jesus. And they wanted Barabbas. Oh, wow. When they had already put him in jail for what they were doing. Exactly. Like she said, the priest, real backwards. Real backwards. Real backwards. Um, so, yeah, it was a part of the custom that they release a person, but they picked Barabbas to release. Um, and that was, that just, yeah. <laughs> that was just something about that. Um, the next thing I have is about the, the cross. So, did you have anything before that no i was going off the notes so i want to talk about what we were talking about earlier with simon in the cross okay because that was my next thing and did we talk about that last night or this today because we have to talk about it again about the different perspectives i think we talked about it today okay today was a lie (laughs) y'all it really was i'm I'm really trying to get my mind right (laughs) um oh okay before we move on to the cross so Pilate um, pretty much hands Jesus off. This is in another account. I can't remember which one. But Pilate hands um, Jesus off because he was like, I'm not going to crucify him. I can't crucify him anyway. Mm-hmm. He's from Galilee. Like, he's not even in my jurisdiction. So he washed his hands of it, literally. He sent a bowl of water. He had sent a bowl of water to, like, to him. So that he could wash him hand, wash his hands, and be like, "I'm innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility mm. is yours." And the Jews were like, "We'll take the responsibility of his death. We and our children." Yes, that's in Matthew twenty-seven too. Yes, it says, "All the people answered, His blood be on us and our children,' which is a real wild thing to say. It is, and this isn't the first time that the Jews have said this very thing. When did they say it before? 
back in like one of them exiles because they were saying it was a part of like like because i was like this this seems like terminology or like verbiage that i've seen before and so i was trying to cross-reference it and um like this is something that they said often like if this is on me then like their blood is on me and my children but if it's mm-hmm. not on me the blood is on you and so it was basically like you're gonna have to pay for this or i'm gonna have to pay for this and they're saying no i'm gonna pay like i'm gonna pay because i put jesus on the cross i want him crucified i'll pay for it wow and they had no idea that jesus was paying for all of them i was say don't you think it's kind of weird that they were so riled up against because this is how i think about it there were so many people who were following Jesus in the streets, seeing him work miracles. People right. were like, it almost seemed like people were like in love with him. But then you have this crowd that can be so riled up and be like, let's kill him, let's kill him. So it's like, is this the same group of people? Are we in the same region? What's going on? Or can you eat? Or are people that easily manipulated where they could just switch like that on you and have you killed in in a mo- in like an instant like he wasn't I've killed that much after that i feel like in the grand number that is the children of israel i feel like the 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 amount or the like the ratio that were following christ was actually quite small and so like in in relation to each other like the amount that was screaming louder (laughs) could have very well been more because this was Passover. So there's a ton of people there that came from other places that may not have even walked with Jesus and they were there and their priests are saying crucify him. So they were just saying crucify him because priests were saying to crucify him. That's a good point. But literally the priests were trying to incite a riot for a man's murder and they'd rather take Barabbas who inside of the riot and resulted in a man's murder like the the specifics all because of jealousy oh yeah that's how you know jealousy can make you do stuff that doesn't that doesn't make any sense yeah jealousy and confusion so we're gonna talk what did we want to say about simon from cyrene just that he was carrying the cross um okay so while i was reading the gospels um a little back a little like background of hey shay a little background of the gospels matthew mark and luke are what you call synoptic gospels they are the same stories from different accounts john is a synoptic so it's it's a it it's not directly linked it's around this it's the same time period but his but he, i want to say he his wrote his part. last john wrote mm-hmm. his last yeah and his um information starts before jesus's birth um because it starts in the beginning so his starts before all the other ones and i believe ends after all the other ones um but i could be wrong so don't quote me on the last part of the ending but um but yeah so matthew mark and luke uh, if you didn't realize this, because I was a whole 24 or 25 years old um, when I realized that Mark and Luke were not disciples. Yes. Do, do you know I have a fun fact about Mark? I know we're not on Mark yet, but Mark is younger than the rest of them. 
and Mark, there's a theory that Mark, there's a, there's a part in Mark, and maybe I will talk about it, but it's uh, when uh, Jesus is getting arrested, and there's a mm-hmm. random part about a little, like a young man running away naked. Yeah. And when you read some commentaries, they'll talk about how uh, it was Mark kind of inserting himself in like the house where they would they went to, it was either have Passover or for prayer, like beforehand. That mm-hmm. was Mark's mother's house. That's mm-hmm. a theory I've read, and that he, when we you know he was by the time they were writing these, Mark was, he wasn't a young child anymore. He's a young man now, and he wrote his, you know, what wow. he knew, what he kind of saw, what he heard. Um, and they were like, that was his little way of kind of inserting himself. Because really, who cares about a young man running away? And who would know about that? Who would see yeah. this random young man running away and think to put it in the story other than mm-hmm. the person himself? Because he knows that he ran away. Mm. Yeah. That's a very good point, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mark and Luke also heard theories not... that, that Mark, the book of Mark was actually the account of Peter. Oh. Um, but... Peter didn't want to like didn't want to be a part of the gospels for some reason. I couldn't remember the reason. But mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, no, I definitely but I have Peter. heard of a gospel of Peter though, but it's like not in the Bible. It's like not canon. I've heard of it. It's like yeah. one of the lost books. I've yeah. heard of yeah, the account of Peter or the gospel of Peter or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of them started writing something down. It just probably wasn't up to snuff probably or just like a journal and it was yeah it probably was just wasn't it was just like and when i say inspired i don't mean like oh wow you're a really good writer but like inspired by god anywho um but so yeah so matthew mark and luke they're the same accounts or the same stories with different vantage points and then um uh john is a whole thing into himself um so in matthew I'm going to talk about the two disciples. So in Matthew and John, one in Matthew, it says that this man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, who's a north, like Cyrene is a northern city in Africa. Um, we don't know if this man was black, as we know as black. It doesn't necessarily matter because this is not like race wasn't yeah. invented yet. But um, <laughs> not invented. I never realized where Cyrene was. So you just taught me something. Oh yay! I was like, I what? Like a black man carried across? Maybe. Okay. All right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if he would be considered black, but he was African. He was African. Um. So in Matthew, it says the soldiers forced Simon of Cyrene to carry Jesus's cross. Side note: I was. I, there's so many things going on in my brain y'all so if i have a bunch of side notes just stay with me stay with our tangents because because they go somewhere happening yeah yeah they go somewhere so culturally and historically it may not have been a full cross what what kind of cross was it it was the beam it was the cross beam so just his arms were so just the top, just the just the, the just horizontal, horizontal part, because and they put you on the the vertical part. Yes. So what? when they get you to Golgotha, they put you on the vertical beam, and then like 
secure that and then hoist you up. Okay, so tell me this. In depictions of the cross, mm-hmm. when they lay him down, mm-hmm. they still have to put the nails in, though. Yeah. So he yeah, was just yeah. carrying it. Yeah. They weren't nailed yet. Mm-mm. Got you. So, yeah, no, they still nailed his hands and his feet at, Gol- at Golgotha, but they had to, uh, like, attach the cross beam to the vertical beam to make it the T-looking cross that we know today. And then they hoist him up and set him in the ground. And how do you know this? Is this how they really historically did crucifixions? Yes. All right. That's how they did everyone's crucifixion. So why do we have these depictions of him carrying a whole cross? Why do Uh, it? I mean, between translations, it says cross and I don't know, somewhere around history... Maybe there's not a word for beam or something, because I feel like he's carrying Maybe. a beam, which is probably still very heavy, especially when you've just yeah. been gotten beat up. But oh, yeah. a cross is heavier. Right, because it's have the to whole drag thing. that thing. Because I always right. wondered, he was a small guy. Yeah, and the height of that vertical beam doesn't, it doesn't logistically make sense. Yeah. Because, like, whenever you see these depictions where he has, like, the horizontal side on his shoulder and the vertical end is just like trailing behind him. Like the cross was way larger than that. Mm-hmm. So true. his shoulder wouldn't be able to reach the cross beam mm. on the full cross, like the fully assembled cross. Yeah. So they had them carry their arm piece to Golgotha and then they put it on top of the, the vertical piece assembled that and then nailed their hands correction their wrists and their feet yes that is that is wild bro. so the size of the nails sorry if this is gruesome but i just want you to know what your savior went through um the size of the nails were about this thick around i don't know i'm trying to find about this thick around and then like like that long like from like my palm up Mm -hmm. and if that were to go through the middle of your hand you'd rip off because of the weight of your body yeah so it goes through your wrist because there's things that it that could hold it in place like it's not like it's not going to rip through your wrist faster than it will rip through your hand think about the first person they did that to because you know for sure they went through the hand first yeah. and then they realized people just slip off and then they had right. to go through the more of the wrist crucifixion right was a perfected torture it was something that they worked to make the most gruesome death possible and also the type of death that is crucifixion is not because of just like like it's not because of the impalements that are the nails in your arms and like like you don't bleed to death in crucifixion you're strangled by your own body weight so there's a plank there's a plank that comes out from the bottom where your feet are and this is movable because not everybody's the same height um, which is what, which kind of corroborates the idea that it's assembled. Um, excuse me, but the feet go there, and so you could you could pull yourself up to breathe. 
But once you don't have any more energy to pull yourself up to breathe, you just suffocate on your own you body. Suffocate yourself with your body weight. And so, um, and it normally takes a certain amount of time to do that. So it's important when we see Jesus and and realize how he died because his life breath. So if we go back to Genesis with Adam, God breathed life into Adam. Jesus's life breath wasn't choked out of him. He gave it. And then he collapsed. He said, it is finished, gave up his spirit, gave up his life-giving, life-giving breath, and then he collapsed. So that's why the guard, when they realized that he was dead, was so marveled at how he died because it wasn't because his body dropped and choked him. Right. Oh. And they didn't pierce him until after. So it wasn't because he bled to death. That makes sense because when I was um, reading, when I was like, when he gave up his spirit, mm-hmm. And then the the centurion's like, oh, this was the the son of God. I always wonder why does that sign why did that part signify that he was the son of God? Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. And let also, big teach you guys, okay? Let her teach. <laughs> let she has the knowledge. So, uh, if you go back to the episode with Passover, you know that the Passover lamb can't have their legs broken, which um, is a testament to Jesus because his legs weren't broken. The importance of breaking the the victim slash criminal's legs, because I, you're still a victim if you have to die for a crime. Um, but the importance of breaking their legs was to speed up the death process because then they can't hoist themselves back up. So there's a certain amount of time where they're like, okay, like y'all are taking too long to die. Mm-hmm. We need to break your legs so that you die faster basically taking your life from you like faster but jesus gave up his life they didn't even have to break his legs they broke the legs of the i believe they only broke the legs of one person on the cross that day and it was the one that was mocking jesus not the one that asked for forgiveness i don't recall but but i can look it up but I know for a fact that Jesus's legs were not broken. I, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. We know that for a fact. So both of the other ones could have been broken. I can't remember, but um, yeah, Jesus's were not broken. <laughs> Fulfilling Passover prophecy. There we go. Um, um, I know you want to talk about how the dead people came alive. The zo- zombies are here. <laughs> oh my goodness. So my husband told me this like a while ago and i completely forgot that he told me and he mm-hmm. reminded me today that this whole conversation i was just as flabbergasted like full-on kerfluffled because it said that people were raised from the dead when jesus yeah. died yeah like i'm out their graves and tombs the two like the stones were rolled away when he died and, and people they just walked to people. out but i want to know did they stay alive or i mean why like- would you go back to death after that what if like he brought him up with him when he oh. left? There's nothing to say, but there's I don't know anything about these people who were raised from the dead now who were asleep. I have no idea hmm. what's happened. Like, but I said zombies because one time I never thought about it because I I never had like it was before I read it and I remember mm-hmm. um, seeing a 
I think it was an atheist debating a Christian and the atheist was like, just kind of, not kind of like, I guess mocking a little bit, but he was saying like, this is what you expect me to believe. You expect Mm -hmm. me to believe this happened and that there was like basically a zombie apocalypse. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what is he talking about zombie apocalypse? And then I looked, I was like, oh, people came back from the dead. They probably still had on their wrappings. Yeah. And may have smelled like death. Mm -hmm. May have been giving mummy vibes. Lazarus was a little funky. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are just things that my mind thinks of because in my mind, this is like, I believe this is real life. This really happened. And if I really think about it, I'm like, well, it could have happened certain ways just because Mm -hmm. they wrote this after the fact. Mm -hmm. They're writing it based on their memory, based on eyewitness accounts. And they're telling me people rose from the dead. They're not giving me every detail. So what do I do with that? Yeah. And also, I think that part, hmm. Like, Like, I wonder, like, did you actually, like, like, how do you follow these people around like afterwards you know like yeah like how do you i feel like priorities kind of play (laughs) where it's like do i really care about walking behind all these people to make an account of what they did after they rose from the dead i'm still waiting for my savior to raise from the dead (laughs) it says but jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit suddenly the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom the earth quaked and the rocks were split the tombs were also opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Now, who are the saints, too? Who are these people? What group, what special group is this? Saints who had fallen asleep. And you said that's when, wait, that's this is when, in Matthew, right? This is in Matthew 27. We're still in okay. Matthew. Then, yeah, we, I don't know, like, who are the saints? Who are these saints? Where, are these, like, enduring word? Where are you? That part. Um, I'm going to give my charger so uh, we can move on to Mark and you can give like fun facts about Mark. Okay. Because I'm going to get up and Now get I do want to know who these saints are. So Oh, we can look. No, it's fine. You go get your charger. The uh, my, my mom said V verse 51. Verse 51. Yes, but who are the saints though? Who are the saints that go marching in? <laughs> That's what I would like to know. Okay, this is what Enduring Word says. This is one of the strangest passages in the Gospel of Matthew. We don't know about this event from any other source, and Matthew doesn't tell us very much. So we really don't know what this is all about. But apparently some resuscitated saints died once again because they were raised from the dead in the sense that Lazarus was, not to resurrection life, but to die again. Oh, so like they didn't get raptured. Yeah, so I'm guessing they just got to come alive again. They got to be yeah. awake again. It's like Until they, they were died born again. again. That is but what but why? What was the reason? Cause he wanted to. I mean, first of all, glory. Second of all, <laughs> glory. He his yeah. death caused an earthquake, You're the right. sky to darken for three hours. And then the veil in the temple that wasn't even near them. Like, it was like eons, not eons, but like a good couple kilometers away to rip his head. These first miracles wrought in connection with the death of Christ were typical of spiritual wonders that will be continued till he comes again. Rocky hearts are rent 
Graves of sin are open. Those who have been dead in trespasses and sins and buried in sepulchers of lust and evil are quickened and come out from among the dead and go into the holy city, the new Jerusalem. That's from Amen. your boy Charles Spurgeon. The oh, great. He, he be hitting it. He be getting the great that Charles Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, that there you have it. The dead rose, the saints. I don't know how you become a saint. I don't know if it's people who were uh, faithful, people who maybe have been called um, righteous by God. Maybe it was because is it people who died? Like Jesus wasn't there that long. So it was like, I just would like to know who the saints are. Like, but remember, Abraham, like Abraham, rise, Abraham, Abraham, huh? <laughs> well, I think Abraham was in Abraham's bosom. I'm just saying, how do we, place. I just, this doesn't, it doesn't matter, but I was just wondering, Lord, if you want to give your girl some insight later, I would just like to know who the saints are, how I can be like said saint mm-hmm. and get a random redo on life. Like it's almost like, um, but, all dogs um, go to heaven and then you go to but, heaven and then you come back. But Wiggy, you, you did get a, a redo on life. It, it was being born I again. did, I did, but I didn't go to sleep in the ground or in a grave. I, but she was already dead in a in a spiritual sense. Yeah, maybe it's just like a representation of look, this is new life now, and I got to show mm-hmm. you physically. Old okay. things have passed away. Like dude was full blown passed away. You're very right. Dude You're died, very right. and then he got new life and woke up and went and hung out with his family, and now. As his witness, like I was dead and now I'm alive. Right. Period. Okay. We're going to move on to Mark. Yes. Okay. Fun facts about Mark. Okay. Mark was written by Mark. (laughs) Also maybe called John Mark. I have heard that. Yes. Yeah. Um, the date I was very kind of wonky on. I couldn't get like a very precise um, date on the date, so I just didn't write it down. But it was written to Christians in Rome. So it could be written around the time where in like in 64 to 68 AD where mm-hmm. – um, and this is before Peter dies. In, in Rome, a lot of Christians were being martyred. It was like – really really bad for them so if this is written to the christians in rome it could be written as like a um motivator or like this like hold on like this is why we're doing this because jesus is real Mm -hmm. blah 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 um so um mark shows jesus as a suffering servant in order to encourage the audience to press on through persecution Uh, Mark shows the power and actions of Jesus more than any of the other Gospels to prove that this suffering servant was indeed a king. So, yeah. So, we already Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about Mark about how um, we believe it was a a young boy whose mom was basically part of the movement. His mom uh, let the disciples use her home. Um... I was going to see if I could find something just really quick that kind of said that, but 
Uh, I do know most scholars agree that the Gospel of Mark was the first of the four written, but some people think that Matthew was the first. It's kind of, you know, you can, it's, um, but he was probably one of the younger followers of Jesus. He's not a disciple, mm -hmm. but he was probably, there was a lot of people who um, followed him around. Mm. Mm -hmm. He was probably That's just a little cool. young to be like saying, like, come on, follow me, leave your whole mom. Like, you're 12. Like, you got to stay <laughs> at home. Like, chill out, bro. Chill out. Yeah, like, just wait a second. Yeah. Um, so, we had already kind of talked about Barabbas, the committing murder, and things like that. So, the the Roman soldiers, so after they, like, after the people were like, crucify him, crucify him, and Pilate washed his hands of it and was like, it's on you. Um, they sent him to someone, to somebody else, and they were like, there's no fault in him. It's up to them. They said, crucify him. Um, so it was like, okay. So then they, they gave him, um, they were with, he was with the Roman soldiers, and they took him to like their almost like their clubhouse it's called a praetorium um but it's like the governor's headquarters like the courtyard of the governor's head headquarters it was kind of like their hangout spot like their break room mm -hmm. basically um and they brought the entire regiment out just to ridicule jesus and i'm like is this I feel when like he was when they dressed him in a robe and stuff is yes that, that part Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I'm sitting here like, what is it to you other than the fact that he's Jewish that you don't like him? Because you don't really know anything about him. Right. It's not like you're upset that he called himself son of God. You're just he talking just about had, him being king of the Jews. I think that goes to talk say again how people can be so easily influenced to to just join in on beating someone up or ridiculing somebody like people just go with the crowd mm -hmm. but i do think that jesus just wasn't liked by both the government and by um the religious leaders because mm -hmm. the religious leaders were jealous they felt like they knew the word of god but they couldn't admit that they had misunderstood the word of god and um and then the the roman empire was a little afraid because he was gathering, uniting some people in a way that yeah. they didn't like and they didn't have control over. But again, I still don't know why the the military people would, the soldiers would be like, I think, I don't know, who knows, maybe they were drunk. I mean, these, are, these weren't godly people. And this was like a time of, I mean, this, yeah. I mean, anything goes in this time, honestly. Like, they struck him in the head with a reed stick. The same breed stick that they like forced him to hold like a scepter. They hit him in the head with it. They spit on him, drop, and then they dropped to their knees and like faked like they were worshiping him, talking about hail king of the Jews. Where um, was this they at? Put, in Mark? Uh-huh. It's like verse 16 through 20. Oh, they yeah, put yeah. him in a purple robe and purple is supposed to be like royalty. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when they put the crown of thorns on him. Mm-hmm. So then they wove, they wove together, um, goodness gracious, they wove together branches into a crown and put it on his head. And again, I think I'm going to talk about, I think I'm going to like, we're going to put it in the cards somewhere about the episode of Jesus in, in Passover because um, there's a certain tree. It's acacia wood. I think it was like the acacia tree. 
Yeah, we talked about it. About oh, it was Jesus in the Tabernacle episode because the acacia wood was like like gold was the overlay of like acacia wood or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So the within this region, I think it's acacia. I think so. I like that. Well, the word makes sense to me. Or you just mean like no, that? like the actual tree. So there's only one specific tree, and I think it. Yeah, I'm gonna say that for the sake of this video. Um, <laughs> if I'm wrong, go and watch the original video and tell me that I'm wrong now. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but there's only there there's only one tree within this region that has thorns on it, and it's the acacia tree. And for him to be crowned with thorny branches, it's most likely that it came from the acacia tree, which ties back to him being um, symbolized within the tabernacle. So the way the tabernacle was built and the way that the mercy seat was built and the Ark of the Covenant being acacia wood wrapped or overlaid or inlaid with gold. So he was crowned with, yeah. So Acacia was, fun fact there. Um, I think that was all I was going to talk about on that one. And then, so, okay, I, we didn't actually truly fully talk about the whole Simon of Cyrene thing. Um, so there's this discrepancy, or rather people have seen it as a discrepancy between, like I was saying, Matthew and John, because in Matthew it says that Simon carried this crossbeam when john says christ only carried it himself yes and i was reading through these like multiple times like okay somebody tripping and like there's only two people that were physically there um as his disciples luke's account is a conglomerate of multiple eyewitness accounts so we have no idea who these people are specifically Mm -hmm. but a lot of most likely um it has because luke is a gentile he could easily have been talking to gentiles um who had followed jesus and whatnot to give these accounts which is totally fine it's not saying that they're invalid but um he wasn't there yeah and luke then, was not there at yeah, all luke we know that for sure. mark possibly could have been there he could have been there but possibly. we're not sure yeah. So Matthew and John, we know for a fact, were there because they were in the stories multiple times of yeah. being there, right? Well, there's a distance between where they said we're going to take you to Golgotha and actually Golgotha. It's not like, oh, we're right here this whole time doing this. We just got to take you outside. No, they had to travel through the city to the city of Jerusalem, to the Jerusalem gates past the gates and then to Golgotha. So there's a certain distance in between there. And so it being Passover, there are quite a number of Jews in this area that weren't there before because they're coming to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. And so think of this as a huge crowd. If there's a distance from this from point A to point B and there's a huge crowd, no one person could follow from point A all the way to point B and see everything that happens in real time. So if you think of it that way, then both Matthew's account and John's account are correct. John just saw it at the beginning. Matthew saw it at the end. So there's um, there's a point where it says like an on the way or a passerby 
So mm-hmm. things were happening before Simon from Cyrene passed by and was forced to carry the cross. So let's, John, let's look at it. Let me see. Where do you want to want to go? Do you want to? I was going to. I wanted to compare John? Matthew and John. Uh, I can go to John. Let if me you see. To read in that. Matthew, it says, "As they were going out, they found a Cyrenian man named Simon. They forced him to carry his cross. This is as they were going out. This mm-hmm. is like as they are leaving. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like as as they're going." to Golgotha so it's not like they're heading out of like a building like as they're going to Mm -hmm. Golgotha Mm -hmm. when they and then when they came to a place called Golgotha uh they gave him wine. okay so then let's go to John it says how is John uh, set it up then so in 16 it says then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified so they took Jesus away Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place called Place of the Skull in Hebrew, Golgotha. So, so. But like, you know, this is the thing. Since John wrote his last, he purposely left out Simon, though, because he already read the other ones <laughs> that said Simon carried it. At least I mean, some of yeah. Them. And, or, he, and John said, my boy Jesus carried the thing by himself. And he and he put by himself. Yeah. Purposely. Right. And so it's like there like there's no reason to to um there's no reason for John to insert saving face for Jesus like like to give him like a leg up. Like there's no reason for John to give him a leg up especially since everything is inspired by God, like this one piece wouldn't be the, I don't know, like the, the pride moment for Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like there has to be something where John saw that he did it by himself, because if he knew that he didn't and wrote by himself, why would he lie? Why would he lie? Because then his entire account would be void. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, you can't have part of it being a lie and the rest of it being true. If there's any lie in this entire account, the entire thing is questionary. Yeah. So there has to be truth in both of them. And I was explaining to my husband earlier while I was talking about it that the Gospels are like a puzzle. If you have a piece of a puzzle uh, that you just pulled out of the box, you know that it goes with this box and it's supposed to make this certain picture, if you can't fit a piece into where you're trying to fit it, you're not going to throw that piece away and say, oh, it must not have belonged to this picture. You're going to either turn it around or put it in another spot because it fits into this picture. Very true. So each of these are moments that humans saw because no one is omni, omnipotent. No human is is omnipotent so they couldn't see everything or know everything personally these are all accounts and so for it just makes the most sense to me like for john to have seen the beginning where he was carrying it by himself and then simon of cyrene uh was recruited because jesus wasn't carrying how long do you think it took for jesus to fall down with it and need some help i think it was like around the city gate 
So like, I, say, I don't know how long the walk would be. Yeah, I'm not sure what the distance is in like numerical value. So I don't know how long. Yeah. How long it took, but I do know that the initial trying time-wise, the initial trial with Pilate was around nine in the morning, and he was crucified at noon. That is quick. It is. So that's three hours. Three hours. Three hour justice system. So I don't think this was like over. I don't think it took him an hour to get there on foot, but like I also don't think it took him like 15 minutes, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So like it was a distance, but also we have to remember that it could have been five minutes for all we know. I mean, we just don't know. Right. We just don't know. And this man being Jesus had just been flogged, whipped, hit over the head with a reed stick and had um, a crown of thorns on, on his head. So like he, he had just been been mutilated. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You try to carry a cross beam with your back completely messed up because it is not like work. Exactly. So like he could have, it could have only taken five minutes of him carrying it by himself. But that five minutes was what John saw in the crowd for one because it only get we only see that he, that john had like a up close view when we get to the actual crucifixion and jesus is on the cross and jesus looks down and says john turn like turn to mary this is now your mother mother this is your son so so john was close enough to hear jesus because they had a conversation but that's the only time that we see him having a front row seat to this I think I kind of got it uh, on a map. That's like a long journey. How long is it? Well, okay. He, where did he walk from? He walked from where? Was it Herod's palace? Yes. Okay. Because Herod was the one that they passed him off to. Okay. So is it? It's not Herod's palace because Herod was in Rome at the time. Well, okay. All I'm doing. So they were at Pilate's. I'm on my handy-dandy Bible map thing, right? So I'm trying to figure out, okay, where is everything, right? And it tells you based on the scripture Mm -hmm. what they have a map, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's go to Jerusalem. We got the field of blood that's over here, away from all that stuff. Then Mm -hmm. I have what they call Herod's palace. Okay. It was near here where they, where they take, where they took him. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me, let me zoom in again. So I don't know if y'all can see or not, but this dot, this dot is where he was coming from. And he went all the way over there. He walked Mm. through through what is now a city. Mm. I don't know what it looked like back then, but he, he, I mean, it was the city of Jerusalem. So if they, well, I don't know if it looked like this is like oh, a real map. This is like gotcha, how it looks gotcha, today. Gotcha. Like it's current map now. Gotcha. But that's a good size walk. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty long. It, but the the burial place and the the um the empty tomb are like right next to each other, so they didn't have to take them far. Mm. Wait, but um, uh, Joseph got him from Pilate. And then took him to the tomb. 
Well, I don't know. I have empty tomb here, mm-hmm. and I have the skull here. So, so yeah, I mean, he still died on at Golgotha, but I thought they took his body somewhere because Joseph had to get it from Pilate. Well, let's see, because I don't remember. Um, let's see. So in John, in here, is it in John? Yeah, John nineteen thirty eight says afterward Joseph of Aram. Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to oh to take down Jesus' body. Okay. So he Never took mind. it down. Yeah, because it was still it up there for the buzzards and the beasts. Yeah. Um, but he guess who he came with though? Who? He came with Nicodemus. Oh, he did? Like I almost cried. Oh. I almost cried when I saw that because Oh, Nico. I know. Okay, so this it has to it definitely has to do with the chosen, because Nicodemus became a human being after watching Chosen, because Nicodemus was just somebody in the Bible that yeah. didn't choose Jesus when he was supposed to. But you didn't really know how deep it. <laughs> but went. I didn't know it how deep went. it went, or like I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about his emotional journey to get to where he decided not to join Christ um, when he when he was asked to. But um uh so so yeah it was Nicodemus sorry I was reading a question and I got distracted <laughs> um so yeah no I am not and I will no longer be on Saturday and that's all I'm saying about it right now <laughs> um because <laughs> we're not doing a whole lot about that right now so um so yeah the fact that it was Nicodemus who took Jesus's body down. And helped wrap him, um, wrap his body with spices and long sheets of linen and then laid him in the tomb. It's like, I'm choosing you now. When everyone else in the world has decided not to choose you, I missed my first opportunity, but I'm going to choose you now. Mm-hmm. And like, I I straight up was going to cry. I'm sitting here reading this at work. I work at a whole school and I was about to be in tears thinking about Nico. Nico! Not meeting Jesus where, like, he was about to leave the city and Nicodemus is standing over there on the, like, on the other side. He had given, he had, like, sown into Jesus' ministry and he's just crying because he's like, I'm I'm so sorry. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, but, yeah, the fact that he, uh, he chose Jesus, he eventually chose Jesus. Good on, good, good, good. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, you want to talk about Luke now? We are going to talk about Luke. And I want to make sure that once we go through all of these, we talk about also not just him dying, but, but his, his resurrection. Because that is the actual good news of life. Yes. Yes. Um, Luke, no one ever talks about like the journey to the crucifix. Like, I, like me reading through it, I was oh, like, no. wow. No, it's really, it's like, I didn't that, know that. That part is very important, though. Like, you need to know what he went through to get mm-hmm. to the the next part, right? Yep. Luke is probably my favorite gospel, maybe the second favorite. It's like a tie between Luke and John. But Luke gives you lots of details. Luke yes. is like, I feel like he really worked hard on it. Uh, okay, so Luke, he's a wild card. Luke is Paul's friend, okay? So mm-hmm. where's Paul? You know, like Paul wasn't around during this time. But guess what? Luke is Paul's friend. Luke was a doctor. 
He was also a Gentile, and Luke also wrote the Book of Acts, which is also one of my favorites. I think I just must like um uh what's the word? His style of writing. Um, this book was most likely written while Paul either while Paul was imprisoned in Caesarea or during his Roman imprisonment. So either like around, I think he was imprisoned in. Am I saying that right? Caesarea. 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 Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a Yeah. He was in prison there around uh, between uh, AD 58 through 60, or it could have been written during his Roman imprisonment um, during AD 60 to 62. And the reason we're saying this is because who the book is addressed to. When mm-hmm. the book opens up, it is this dude. It, it says. Theodophilus. It says, it says, it says, it says. Wait, where does it say it? I forgot where it says it now. But I Is thought it, it said to, I thought it starts off to most excellent Theophilus. Well, okay, the, the title says the dedication to Theophilus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. It says, many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us it also seemed good to me since i have carefully investigated everything from the very first to write to you in an orderly sequence most honorable theophilus so that you may know the certainty of the things about which you have been instructed so this luke is for theophilus that's who yeah it's, it's really it's, for one person it's to, to convince theophilus about what has happened right mm-hmm. so there are theories about who Theophilus is. Yes, Do I know? Oh. I don't know. But we can dis- discuss which one we think it is. So there, these are the theories that um, Theophilus was Paul's financial supporter um, or Luke's master. What it says, by it says master, I'm not sure exactly what it means by master. and Or he was a Roman official or judge during Paul's trial. That's always what I've heard is that Theophilus was a judge, like a Roman judge. And that... Hmm. Um, Luke was trying to write to them to get like who else could get Paul out of prison but a, but a Roman judge so I think that could make sense mm-hmm. so it's like trying to tell the Roman judge because the Romans the, you know some they're, they're persecuting Christians at this time Yeah, and Luke is like look this is the story and this is why they like this is what's happening you need to know this so you can know and let Paul continue to go spread the gospel. Um, Luke is a compilation of eyewitness interviews. Mm-hmm. So um, if you've watched The Chosen, and I know we bring up The Chosen a lot if you've w- listened to any of our episodes, but on The Chosen, I forgot what episode it was, but sometimes they do these little like flash forwards mm-hmm. of um, I think it's, I want to say maybe uh, Season two, I know they show like John starting to write his account. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Mary, and he's like, "Yeah, Matthew already started writing his." Oh, and, that's his mom now, you know. And then, um, so there's for sure maybe in the oh, in the Christmas. Uh, did you watch the Christmas special? Oh, I didn't because it's not well. Mary, it was still good because okay. the the Christmas one that they just did was told like like it's like mary the mary that's actually in the chosen like the mom Mm -hmm. she is sick she's like getting old she's about to die and she's making sure that she tells 
this story to Mary Magdalene. Of course, this is dramatized. We don't know if this will mm-hmm. happen, but it's going through this fact of like, I'm about to tell you the story. And it's the story in Luke of, uh, and it's called Mary's, like Mary's Psalm or Mary's Praise. That's only in Luke, right? <laughs> so it's about her telling like this story about whatever and then it shows bible works and then it shows uh in the you know the episode it shows mary magdalene and she has to be careful she's like there she's hiding because people are on the lookout for her and like mary's like you got to be careful and she goes at the end to luke to give him the uh the account she's like he's like i'm almost done like i he was like mary i already got your eyewitness account and she's like no you don't have this this is from mary the mother of jesus and it's in there or whatever. It's like an extra story. But they show Luke, though. Like, it's kind of cool. I think you would like oh. it. So, yeah, they show Luke okay. in that in that uh, Christmas special. Oh, okay. And it was like he was almost done with his account. And it was talking about how he had went through all these eyewitnesses. He had been doing interviews after interviews. Mm-hmm. So that is – maybe that's why I like it so much. It's, like, really, like, story time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'll have to watch because that does sound really interesting. I was just boycotting it because it wasn't like the it's woman the that's playing young Mary. Mary. Yeah, yeah, like the woman the that's playing way. Mary, like without all that makeup, she's mad young. So it was like she could have definitely played herself. I would have rather seen her as herself young anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I could be wrong. I could have loved. I could love the. It's, it wasn't one. bad. I liked it. I think I enjoyed it. I can't remember when I, I think I watched it when it came out. Um. But yeah, so Luke presents the case that um, ni- neither Jesus nor Paul had any issues with the Roman government. So again, mm. he's trying to tell this guy, like, look, you don't need to have a problem with the Christians. They don't want to overthrow you. They don't want to get in your way. Mm-hmm. They really just want to worship their Lord and serve him. They're not trying to get in your way. So yeah. Oh, oh let me see. What else I have? Oh, haha. Um, it was written to support Paul in order to be set free and continue spreading the gospel. Um, and it focuses on the humanity of, of Jesus. Um, and the theme is that Christ is the savior for the Gentiles too. Yes. And I really want to focus on this because I feel like a lot of, a lot of believers as of late think that they are Jewish and, I would like you to know that the gospel is for the Gentiles too. And yep. you are most likely a Gentile. Yeah. And I would just like you to know that there is good news. Mm-hmm. The gospel is for you too. Yes. So have fun with that. You don't have, you know, do what you know, just do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do with that what you will. Cause yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Um, can you, can you do me a favor and write down Malachi four and two? Yes. Our girl Ruth put it in the, in the chat and I want to keep it for later. Um, we'll keep it for personally later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any like pencil and paper on me. So one, as you were talking, I was going to say this, but you kept talking. And so I was like, I'm going to let her finish because it's important. Um, like what she's saying is important, not what I'm about to say. Anyway, it's not a, it's not a point. There were three Marys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was. So, like, we know Mary, Mary. No, it was like Mary, Mary, Mary because yeah. it was Mary Magdalene. Mary it's low-key like four Marys, right? Yeah, because Mary and Martha. Yeah. 
It's a common name, I think. It is. Um, <laughs> like so, it's so there's Mary Magdalene or Mary of Magdala. Um, Mary, mother of Jesus. Mary of oh, what was the other one? Or is that the Mary? Is that is is that the Mary that they're talking? So about? so we don't know that that is the same Mary. It's in John. So we because I know that the woman and one of the ones I listened to it was like there was Mary of Magdalene. They had Mary the the mother of James, and then they had yeah the, the mother of Zebedee's sons. And then another Mary, because the mother of um, uh, James and John was not named Mary. Right. I forgot what her name was. They didn't say her name. She doesn't have a name? They made up a name for her in The Chosen? Yes. She didn't have a name. So, okay. So, goodness gracious. Okay, so Jesus' mother, Mary. His mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas. So Mary's sisters, wait, okay. Standing near the cross. I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it. Cause I don't know if this comma is a series or if it's a um, clarification, all you English nerds, grammar nerds standing near the cross uh, were Jesus's mother comma and his mother's sister comma Mary, the wife of Clopas comma and mary magdalene are we in john or luke john no i didn't find it in luke so i knew it was in john so i went to john i got you it just takes me longer because i'm in my heart back (laughs) so i'm flipping sorry it's like verse 25 of john 19 is what i was reading 19 okay where did i see the one of zebedee was that in i think that's in it's either in mark or matthew Okay. But it doesn't say her name. It just says, um, or does it? What does it say? It doesn't say her name. It was like mother of, of James and John, the bro- the sons of Zebedee. Is that what it said? Why they do it like that? Find out her name. She is more than a mother. But if that was her role and the, her importance at that time in that moment, because these she, were all, these were mothers and sisters and mothers and women Okay, let me see. In Matthew, it says Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were seated there facing the tomb. That's when that's when he died, where he was buried. Okay, so this was this should be at the cross, which is why I think it was only in John. At the cross, because I couldn't. I see many women who followed Jesus from Galilee looked after him, and looked after him were there watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. No okay. name. She's just a mother. Yeah, no name. Um, She's but yeah, Jesus mother. had brothers, so there's that. Like, had biological brothers. Yeah, you think James Mary just Joseph. stopped? She just gave up her holy womb? No, she had more to cook. Yeah, so by natural means. Um, yeah, <laughs> she was, like, this thing, Mary was like, a teenager she was the virgin had, before she wasn't no virgin no more she she was a teenager i'm sorry if that makes anybody mad but but Mary she was, was a grown a woman in their characters i mean in their culture so yeah but i'm just saying she was young she had lots of uh breeding years, years. like if she had jesus breeding at 15 years? she gonna have oh yeah a lot more kids he might have had some sisters he has some sisters we don't know they probably we not don't gonna mention it yeah we have she no just have sons i doubt it could have Maybe. Maybe. Because isn't there a part where 
they were trying to go get Jesus and it was like Mary, Jesus' mother and his like siblings was out there. I, I don't think it was just brothers. Are you talking about his mother's sister? No, I forgot what. Uh, oh, shoot. I almost dropped my Bible. I'm talking about um, the part where Jesus was like, I don't have a mother or, you know, like, oh, <laughs> I don't have siblings. I Oh, I, oh. Is that the one where he's talking to Mary, though, uh, in the temple when he was 13? And No, was, no, he was a grown-up already. Then I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to try to find it. Um, uh, so, yeah, there's three There's three Marys and then uh, the mother of the sons of Zebedee, um, James and John. Okay. John becomes... Mary, the mother of Jesus' adopted son, and Mary becomes John, the brother of James's adopted mother. Um, oh, there was a point, okay. <laughs> There's a point at, like, right when they're about to, like, hoist him up um, to, to crucify him um, in Luke, where um, the myrrh, Okay, so when Jesus was born, if you don't know, the Magi gave him uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And all three of those items were to speak of his coming uh, death and resurrection as the Messiah. The gold was his was for his divinity um, and or like kingship, right? But the frankincense and myrrh, myrrh was often an embalming fluid. Well, it was used for embalming. Um, it was what they would pour on bodies to preserve them. But nice. also, it could be put into wine to, like, make another type of spirit or, like, alcoholic drink. So it would, like, it would cause you to, like, get drunk and, like, you know, stumble around or whatever, right? So mm -hmm. they offered that to Jesus before they hoisted him up and he refused it. And I was like, oh, so Jesus wanted to be all there when he did this. Yeah. Like, Jesus was like, nah, bro, I'm good. I don't need a drink. Um, I didn't know that's what it was. Later, I just saw sour wine and I just I was like... Mm. So, so there's two times that they... So, okay. The sour wine he did drink. The sour wine, it was not the wine mixed with myrrh. But I thought he turned his head away. He didn't For, want it. He said, I'm thirsty. I thought he... Wait, Girl. let's go to it. Because he was like, I'm thirsty. And then they gave him the sour wine. And he drank it. Or like he like partook of it. Because the sour wine is to symbolize judgment. And he took it willingly. What? Hold, Hold on. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find where and he did it. Not to distract us, but I did find where he could have sisters. Okay. <laughs> oh, you were a numbing agent. Oh. He said, I feel like all of this. I'm about to feel it. I'm about to feel it. Oh, about the sisters. Let me see what it says. It says, where is it at? Where is it at? He, okay, this is in Mark chapter 6. He left there and came, this is when he went to Nazareth and they was like, not fooling with Jesus in Nazareth. Uh -huh. He left there and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished. 
where did this man get these things? They said, what is this wisdom that has been given to him? And how are all these miracles performed by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James? Joseph or Hosus, Judas and Simon, and aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended by him. Hmm. Had a lot of siblings, but we'll never know about his sisters. Interesting. Okay, now we're gonna go back to the wine. Yes, because so that's now in I must John 19. now I must know. So the myrrh was in I think Luke's account earlier. So this was like before he was hoisted up. This was when they like right when they got to Golgotha, they offered him wine mixed with myrrh. Um someone in our IG live uh underscore Shay said that it was also a numbing agent, which we already freaked out about because it was like, oh my goodness, he wanted to feel all of this. He didn't want anything to like, yeah. Um, because he's a G. Thanks, Ruth, because Jesus is a G. Big G God. Um <laughs> to be even more uh corny on that one. Um corny. So he didn't drink the one with myrrh in it. But in John 19, in verse 28, it says, Jesus knew that his, miss his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch. Hmm. Go watch Jesus and Passover. Because yeah. they used the hyssop branches to smear the blood of the lamb. Oh! Ooh. And also, also when we get to Hebrew, Hebrews nine in a minute, um, Moses took hyssop branches and sprinkled everybody and the uh, the law and all the stuff in the in the tabernacle with the blood of the sacrifice. Okay, so that's what the hyssop branches were used for. So they put it on a hyssop branch and they held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it. He said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So sour wine symbolizes God's judgment throughout the Old Testament. And so for him to receive the sour wine and then say it is finished, it's like the ultimate I have received now, the judgment for all of those sins. So John is the only one that it says that he is thirsty. Because mm -hmm. I, I want to say in Matthew or Mark, it, it says they gave it to him, but it was almost implying, like, like we think he's thirsty. You know what I mean? Mm, and it, But it gotcha. could be, like, that different perspective thing. Like, maybe Matthew yeah. is watching from afar. Yeah, and, and John is, like, up, up close. Something. Yeah. Um, John is right there, like, holding Mary, John Mother of Jesus, and very obsessed, so uh, he was always close by. Yeah. Um, so the I am thirsty fulfills prophecy that um, was in Psalms 69 verse 21 that's basically like and he'll be thirsty and, and drink of sour wine like literally it says practically what that. is it let's read it Psalms what Psalm 69 verse 21 instead they gave me gall for my food and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink so mm -hmm. in my translation it says sour wine for me to drink um, and the gall is myrrh. Yeah, I'm going to compare. Ooh, in the ESV, it says 
they gave me poison for food mm-hmm. and for my thirst they gave me sarawan yeah poison yeah or gall and then gall is is the myrrh so if you drink myrrh you it's poison because it's if you drink too much of it it's poison it's going to be numbing your organs no i think it's like you know how you get drunk and you just i mean poison is poison alcohol is poisonous too you can get alcohol poisoning I'm just cause like the way they like yeah, and the way in other like like the commentaries that I was reading was explaining myrrh is that like it's really like just added to make another drink, but yeah. I, anything in excess will kill you. So very true. Um, and this then in verse 22 of Psalms, in chapter 22 of Psalms, hold on. Um. I think it says something closer to that, but I can't find Psalms right. Oh, there it is. Um, do 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 Psalms twenty. They have they have the part in Psalms twenty two one where it says, "My God, My God, why have you abandoned me?" And Jesus. Yes. So Jesus said that. It's in John, actually, the account of John. Mm-hmm. So I guess we don't move straight from Luke into John because. I okay. Point. You want my fun facts about John? Yeah, go ahead. Because let's say we're just all over the place. <laughs> and shout out to the one person watching on YouTube. I see you. I see yeah, you. Yeah, and the four people on IG, y'all are the best. I bomb. see you guys. Okay. Um, John is written by the Apostle John. Um, he is, I want to say he's the last to write his. Um, he wrote his like in the like late in the 80s, AD 80s. Um this is his first book. John writes four more books before his death in AD 98. So you have... Is that first John 1, 2, 3 in Revelation? There you go. She's a smart Bible girl. Um, the audience he is writing to the various churches around um, Asia Minor where he had an influence. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, the reason he wrote this to show the audience that Jesus was both fully God and fully man. Um, he also wrote this to provide information that the other gospels left out and to show more of a theological perspective on the life of Christ. Again, Vic mentioned how the gospel of John starts with really explaining that Jesus was always there. He's the word, the word was with God, the word was God. He really like gives you a picture of the Trinity, and no other gospel really does that. That's why a lot of times when people start reading the Bible, <coughs> um, and people don't know where to start, even though I feel like, why don't you just start at the beginning? But some people don't know where to start. They get very overwhelmed by a big old book like this. So a lot of people tell you to start in the Gospel of John just because it kind of gives you that whole mm-hmm, whole perspective. Um, and... Jesus, the theme of it is Jesus came to give eternal life because Jesus is God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus is God. I know it's confusing, but there are a few verses in life that that you should know that Jesus is God. They have, I'm going to read them to you right now, actually. Yes. Now we are finally talking about the Trinity. But we're not gonna stay on there long because <laughs> we're not gonna say that because we already I don't know. <laughs> but I just want to sh- prove to you up that Jesus is God. I don't know about I can't prove to you the Trinity because I can't explain it well. But I can prove to you with a few scriptures 
One is going to be in John and one is going to be in Isaiah. Ooh, oh, Shay got John 14, 6. Let me, don't let me forget to read that. Hold on. John. I'm going to pull it up right now. Pull that Why up. You? Okay. John 1, 1 is where <clears throat> we need to be, first of all. Okay. In the <laughs> beginning was the word and the mm-hmm. word was with God and the word was God. Mic drop. Okay. Period. Jesus is the word. And what's crazy is when you start thinking about this, that Jesus is the word, and then you think about, like, God be talking, and it's like, but it's Jesus. It's just, like, mind-blowing, okay? Mm-hmm. And then what is John 14, 6, uh, Vic, while I go find my Isaiah quote? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why we really got to be reading our Bible, friends. And then this is another verse, Old Testament verse, so you can know that Jesus is God. Okay? And a little glimpse of the Trinity. Um, Isaiah 9, 6 is, for a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named, let's think, about, I want y'all to pay on, attention. Man. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal mm-hmm. Father, yeah. Yeah. Prince of Peace, okay? Eternal Father, and also a son, okay? That's and it. a That's- counselor. Yep. And the Holy Spirit. Yep. I I just I that's the uh... one. That's the one right there. If you didn't know if anybody if you ever need to explain or or just give somebody why Jesus is God, it is Isaiah 9 6. That's so good, Wiggs. That's so it's good. good. When I read that, I said, Well, I'm done. I got it. How can a child be born to us and he be the son and he be a wonderful counselor and he be God and he be an eternal father? Shut your mouth and keep on talking. That's, That's good. all in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of prophecy, I that was in Isaiah. Um, there's prophecy in, Hos- in Hosea that uh-huh. happens only in the account of John. No other account hears this. And again, we're talking about vantage points here where, um, hold on. Am I Shout out to two people on YouTube. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, what? Am I tripping? About what? About Hosea? About it being in John. I don't know. The only thing I remember about Hosea was that Jesus quoted Hosea. It's Luke. I'm tripping. I was tripping. Luke is the only place. And I still say it's because of vantage point because these are multiple eyewitness interviews. And so certain people were closer than others. And they were right. able to hear this. Um, so let's go to Luke 23. Yes. 23. Luke 23. And this is... Um, so the soldier seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind behind Jesus, meaning like 23 making what? Do we have a verse? Twenty uh twenty-three verse twenty-six and on down some. Okay. Um so as they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, here we talk about Simon again, um, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldier seized Simon and put the cross on him 
and made him carry it behind Jesus. Luke is also the only account that says behind Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, because I remember reading that and thinking, okay, so Jesus is walking and somebody's behind him with the cross. That has to symbolize something. I don't know what it does, but it must. Uh, take up your cross and follow, follow me. me. There you go. In my head. Dang. Um, so Look how all the puzzle head. pieces just be fitting together. Y'all, the, the Bible never contradicts itself. So if you find a piece that doesn't fit into the grand picture of the puzzle, turn the piece or put it in another spot because it fits in this puzzle. So, um, okay, so the large crowd trailed behind, including many grieving, grief-stricken women. But Jesus turned to them and said, daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me. But weep for yourselves and for your children, for the days are coming when they will say, fortunate indeed are the women who are childless, the wombs that have not borne a child and the breasts that have never nursed. People will beg the mountains fall on us and plead with the hills, bury us, for if these things are done when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Now. This is something that happens in a Hosea, and it's, again, the Israel, like children of Israel acting stupid, and they got judgment coming for them, right? Mm -hmm. So in them experiencing judgment in Hosea, well, Hosea prophesies that they're going to, like, beg for mer beg for the mercy of death, basically. Like, I don't want to feel this anymore. Just let me die, okay? So that's where the begging the mountains to fall on us. Uh, playing for the hills to bury you that type deal okay now when jesus here talks about it he's talking about the impending judgment the final judgment so um so yeah people are begging for mercy but but i feel like this has an exegetical um connection because i believe that this happens like within the uh like the tribulation that in my opinion happens post rapture but that's neither here nor there um and then uh where people are like hiding in the mountains and like wishing to die because the the tribulation and the judgment is so great but in verse 31 it says for if these things are done if these things are done when the tree is green what will happen when it is dry so the tree here is jesus so so um, the tree here is Jesus, and we're back. <laughs> um, like Jesus. Oh, we're back. We're back like Jesus. <laughs> Surprise! 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 You, you killed me, but <laughs> you did it. Um. So, if all these things are done while Jesus is currently alive, like and has not died yet because this is before he is hoisted up on the cross then what will happen when we are dead so in some in some okay so in some translations it reads if these things are done to me the living tree what will happen to you the dry tree where are we at now because i'm confused sorry, sorry. luke 23 Verse 31. Luke 23. Okay, we're okay, we're still there. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I got confused. Sorry, verse 31. 
31. Okay, got it. Yeah, for if these things are done when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? The living tree, the green tree is Jesus. The dry tree is us. So if all of this is happening to Jesus, the living tree in relation to judgment, then how, then just imagine how bad it would be for the for those of us who are dry meaning not attached to the vine of christ jesus in regards to our judgment because we're not living does that make sense yeah i get off of it but no it does i just don't think that i'm with you on instagram anymore oh yeah no it's buffering i don't i don't know what all i I see is you on the screen but i still see tissue tabernacles at the top so i just leave it alone okay but my mom said i went to youtube ig ended that's fine as long as you know i put the link on my stories yeah so just come over here um Um, so yeah that's luke that's luke i mean we bounced around yeah and then Um, also the father forgive them for they know not what they're doing that's only in luke because this eyewitness account that he got this from was close enough to hear that so ooh, okay also this is something that i noticed that um only happened in luke it didn't happen in any other of the gospels happens between jesus and the two uh criminals on the cross next to him okay so if you haven't heard this story a lot of us have heard this um this back and forth conversation between one of the criminals and jesus that ended with jesus saying and today you will surely be with me in paradise Mm -hmm. one paradise is one of those mysteries of god i don't fully understand what paradise is because that's a different verbiage than is related to heaven or the redemptive heaven that like we know of so paradise is just a tad bit different um so yeah i'm not sure where paradise is in relation to heaven or if it's the same thing or not but it's neither here nor there because god didn't tell me that i was going to be with him that day in paradise um i've heard theories that paradise is like what you call um abraham's bosom low-key like it's like i've heard that too the waiting uh place i've heard that too and that would make a lot of sense in relation to in deeper parts in the new testament so not in the gospels where it says that jesus freed those that were in abraham's bosom i think paul talks about it um so if paradise is abraham's bosom then yeah today you will be with me in paradise because i'm coming to get y'all yeah so that would that would make sense so i will be there too because i'm coming to get y'all but there's other theories that say that abraham's bosom was a special place in hell i know you said that to people like you have a special place in hell but like this is like a special place (laughs) that like because they weren't redeemed yet because Jesus just died, but they were redeemed because of their faith, but they hadn't been cleansed. I mean, like you, yeah, like don't get me started on my theories about hell because I have too many. Like it's counted to you as righteousness, but they didn't have the, the blood of Jesus 
they yeah, had but, but the blood of bulls and goats. They weren't like in hell, like burning up. No, because like it's they not just, the lake they, of fire. They had a they had a place that where that the the dead went. Yes, they it was an underworld for the dead for all dead people to go. Yes, not necessarily a lake of fire burning yes. torture. It's like you just go here when you die. Right. Like this is probably like the closest I could see how people could say something about like purgatory if they used mm-hmm. those scriptures. Because mm-hmm. it's semi I'm not gonna say purgatory is real and or scriptural because it doesn't say that specifically, but this is probably like the closest thing you can get. Yeah. So she the so Sheol, the lake of fire, there's multiple different uh types of hell. We've already talked about this in a previous episode i don't remember which one it was but it's too go catch up our episodes and like we'll talk about we talked about it then but um but yeah so i was like wow um everyone else every other account of the criminals talking to jesus like every other account in the gospels they said that everyone was taunting jesus and making fun of him and mocking him Mm mm-hmm from afar that makes sense because i can't hear what y'all are saying but that means that this account was from someone that was close enough to hear what jesus was saying to the criminal that chose that chose him that basically like got saved on the cross with him because the other guy was mocking him and i never i just never thought about the vantage points around the cross like Mm -hmm. i forgot that other people were even there yeah, it's not in any pictures. Like it, it was a spectacle. Like, mm-hmm. we, like everyone came out to see this. This is the most yeah. sadistic thing. Like everyone. I came mean, out think to about just. I mean, it hasn't been that many years since people st- stars. I don't know. People may still go to public executions. Can oh, you maybe. see when people get executed? It's not like they're just in a room by themselves. There's there's a group of people who watch. I don't know if they stopped that yet, but. Even if they have stopped it, I mean that's only oh yeah, I have heard yeah. like thirty years tops, yeah. and especially back in these times, like an execution was like like a thing. You went to go watch it, like you know, mm-hmm. it was in the you know people went to watch lynchings and all that. Like people, that was like a thing, which to me should warp your mind and your soul, but it was just like a thing to go watch people die. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. But, mm. um, and I would like to correct myself from a lot earlier. The <laughs> the the curtain or the the uh, sheet drape situation in the temple was ripped before Jesus took his last breath. No, no. Yes, when he took his last breath, it broke. It broke. Everything started shaking. So. In Luke, it says, by this time it was about noon, the dark and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Mm-hmm. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust you, spirit, and I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. Mm, well, that's what Luke said. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my boy Matthew said something else hold on and this is why i so love in luke though so in luke and john those are the two that actually give 
I believe, something that Jesus said before he died. Because in John, it says that he tasted the hyssop or tasted the the sour wine and then said it is finished mm-hmm. and then bowed his head and gave up his, his spirit. So what could have happened, because like I said, everything's a puzzle piece. He they offered him the sour wine. He drank it the, and said it is finished. Then the veil ripped. Then he said, here is, he offered his spirit into God's hands, mm-hmm. into his father's hands by giving up his spirit. So, yeah, it could have not, it could have been before he said, before he gave up his spirit, but after he said it is finished. Yeah. Cause I don't think, like you said, Matthew doesn't say it is finished. It just says that he shouted. It says that he cried out in a loud voice, like, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Then they get, then immediately one of them ran and got a sponge filled with sour wine, put it on a stick and offered him a drink. But the rest said, let's see if he, if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earthquake and the rocks were split. So that would be after. So yeah, if you think about a Colosseum, okay, I'm just talking about in regards to like, the acoustics of this mm-hmm. as well depending on where matthew was standing it could have been him hearing that at that time because sound travels mm-hmm. and i'm not sure what the acoustics are at golgotha i don't necessarily like frequent that on the weekends or whatever <laughs> but um <laughs> uh it could very well be that matthew heard him say like whatever you the the, um why have you forsaken me and then giving up his his spirit but he didn't know what he said he didn't he didn't know that he said father i entrust my spirit into your hands he just knew that he like yelled something and then gave up his spirit so like i think i think it has to do with vantage point still no i i think that's totally plausible because i think they're all right Mm-hmm. Because it's all what they saw. I think they're all writing from what they really saw and what they heard. Of course, Luke is, you know, Luke is is taking from many different eyewitness testimonies. If he's putting it together in the best way he thinks possible, he probably mm-hmm. left out some people's. He mm-hmm. probably didn't use everybody's, and he's like putting together many people's story. Yeah, but um, like one thing that like one thing that we can't necessarily say is that he put it out of order because then it will make his account void again yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just be... saying the differences i like oh. the differences. like there's yeah. a lot of differences in <laughs> my son is not asleep uh what is he doing um in like even the resurrection morning there's some that are yeah like luke i feel like is way more drawn out like like jesus is asking for food like what? Why, mm-hmm. why are you hungry? Like what's going right, on? Right. Yeah. And then like Matthew is very pretty much short. Mm-hmm. It's like he rose from the dead. He saw him. He went. Told them to go preach the gospel. Bye. I'm out. Basically. And you know Mark is kind of short and sweet too. Even though they have a um, there is a shorter and longer ending to Mark. Did y'all know that? Mm-hmm. There is a part in Mark that they're like this is might not be original where does it start 
at like the earliest manuscripts with Mark conclude at chapter 16, 8. Mm. It doesn't include the Great Commission. Oh. In the earliest manuscripts. In the earliest manuscripts, it, it this is how Mark ends if you just go earliest manuscripts. They ran they went out and ran from the tomb because trembling and astonishment overwhelmed them and they said nothing to anyone since they were afraid. That's how it was gonna end. Hmm. And then they add on um him appearing to Mary Magdalene um and the Great Commission. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, maybe they hmm, maybe they found like more stuff later. That like, oh, most likely. Yeah. They're still they're still finding stuff, y'all. Like that's yeah, what's so sure. cool. Is I want dang, I wish I remember it now, but they recently just found a piece of uh, Oh, it was the I saw it on TikTok. I sent, I sent it, to, it you. to you. Oh, I thought I sent it to you. You sent it to me? Yeah. But what did they find? It was a piece of the wall. Like okay, so such a tangent. <laughs> I forgot. I can't look it up right now because it's on the phone. Yeah, same. So there was a time where Joshua had people standing on standing on one place, and then another group of people standing on another place. Oh, yeah. And they would shout the blessings and cursings to each other, mm-hmm. which were detailed within the law. And the piece that they found was the basically like one of the walls of the platform that they were shouting off of, I think, mm-hmm. which is the earliest, which is now the earliest um, like recording of Hebrew language. Yeah. Which now kind of confirms like Moses's account because of the amount, like because of the Hebrew itself. So it's a whole bunch of other historical yeah. stuff that I'm horrible at history. But just know that there's still the history parts of this channel. Yeah. Just know that they're still finding stuff. And if you want to look at artifacts that people have found, you should download at this point, they need to give me an ad. Mm-hmm. I, Bible maps. Hit your girl up, okay? Because I'm advertising for you. Download Bible Map, and you can look at all the old artifacts and stuff that um, prove that the Bible's real. That part. It's on there. Um, there. Don't try to look for any artifacts from Genesis, though, because there's none there. I tried already. Um, So, I guess... We can move on. I think you should go into, at an hour and 45 minutes, I think you should go into, uh, I know you really want to talk about Hebrews 9, and you said that it would speak for itself. Yeah. So I think we can do that. Okay. Um, I don't even know if we should go into the pagan origins of Easter, because I yeah. really don't care anymore. Yeah. Just so know that there are pagan origins for everything, because pagans exist. There's pagan origins for holidays and like a lot of other stuff. But There's pagan origins for like anything you do because you no. just don't know that because uh, j- just because, okay? So yeah. try um, to insert Jesus into your life. It's yeah. you can. So, but yeah, so Hebrews 9, timeline, I'm going to go to it. The timeline of events here 
is... Oh, wait, did we talk about his resurrection? Not really? No, we didn't, but I'm a, I'm about to lead us into that because okay. um, the we can talk about the resurrection in Hebrews 9. Okay, good. Because can of what the resurrection means. Okay, awesome. Yes. Awesome. So, um, the timeline for this is there's Passover, like the the week that is observed as Passover. Um, Jesus being crucified during Passover is important because he's the Passover lamb, right? So his uh, crucifixion happened around noon on Friday. By 3 p.m., he had given up his spirit. And then later that evening is when Joseph of Arimathea, Aram, that sounds you know, right. That yeah, sounds right. Um, uh, buried him in the tomb. So this is Friday night, and then good old Sunday morning, uh, they found the tomb empty. Yes, um, Mary, his well, his mom and Mary Magdalene were going to like give him spices and stuff, but they ran out of time on Friday, so they had to come back on Sunday because they couldn't do nothing on Saturday, so they came back on Sunday and to give him spices, and they were like, he's not here. They took his body, and then one of them was like, oh, no, he said he was going to raise on the third day. Like, this must be it, and then the angel was like, he's not here. He is risen, and then, you know, they see Jesus off in the corner. Well, not really, because they Jesus appears to them later, but right. he appears to Mary Magdalene first. Not the point. Um, Okay. Hebrews 9 <laughs> Hebrews 9 you gonna read it or yes okay in the New Living Translation the first covenant this is this starting in, in verse 1 of Hebrews 9 that first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship and a place of worship here on earth there were two rooms in that tabernacle in the first room were a lampstand a table and sacred loaves of bread on the table the room was called the holy place. Then there was a curtain. Remember the curtain that ripped? Mm-hmm. And behind the curtain was the second room called the most holy place. In that room were a gold incense altar and a wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. Inside the Ark were a gold jar containing manna, Aaron's staff that sprouted leaves, and the stone tablets of the covenant. Above the Ark were cherubim of divine of divine glory whose wings stretched out over the ark's cover the place of atonement but we cannot explain these things in detail now i feel you i feel you mm-hmm. um go watch jesus in the tabernacle video uh we can put the cards up here somewhere um when these things were all in place the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties but only the high priest ever entered the most holy place Keep that in mind. And only once a year. Okay? Keep that in your brains. And he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins of the people had the people had committed in ignorance. By these regulations, the Holy Spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle and the system it represented were still in use. And then it says like, This is an illustration pointing to the present time for the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the condolences of the people who bring them for that old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established. Okay, 
So now we are under Christ as the perfect sacrifice. So Christ has now become the high priest over all good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time. Remember, the priests would go in there once a year. Mm-hmm. Once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a cow would cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. This is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people. So, so that all who are called can receive the internal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins, not the presence or the, or the power, but the penalty. Okay, they had committed under the first covenant. Now, when someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who who made it is dead. The will goes into effect after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be cannot be put into effect. So Jesus had to die. Mm-hmm. This is why the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with the water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and the people using hyssop branches and the scarlet wool. Then he said, the blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. In that same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into a holy place with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like the high priests here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If it had been necessary, Christ would have to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death and sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins but to bring salvation to all who eagerly wait for him. That's beautiful. First of all, y'all definitely should read Hebrews if y'all have it before. Hebrews is the goat. Yes. <laughs> for real, for real. Yes. Um, Hebrews is written to the Hebrews. <laughs> it's written to the Jewish people so they understand you ain't got to be doing all this stuff you was doing. You got to yeah. relax. Not relax, but like you, you gotta do, rest in Christ Jesus. 
Yeah. As the Passover lamb finished work in Christ Jesus, we get to rest and enter into his Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Um, But spoiler alert, he raises again. I guess in the last six minutes before this may or may not cut off, we could talk about how glorious his resurrection was um, <laughs> and how grateful we are for it because without his resurrection, um, there will be no life. There will and, be no life. There will be no defeating of death. Exactly. Um, no defeating of the grave. Like this yep. song I like. What does it say? Uh, it's like death is never going to hold you so it's never going to hold me i love those lyrics. Mm. it's 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 a song called living god by red rock worship i don't know who they are it came up on my apple music hmm. and it was a good recommendation i love that, that song mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to listen to that i wish i could play it for you right now but i feel like youtube would just shut off yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the oscars <laughs> yeah yeah but the resurrection I mean, the different accounts, I feel like basically, like I said, Matthew was kind of short and sweet. It's just like, what's up? I'm back. You know, go out, preach the gospel. And there was a a cult that tried to recruit me that uses the Great Commission like in a crazy way. Like, they are nuts. But they are very into that... um, the scripture of let's see the great commission is the 11 disciples traveled to galilee to the mountain where jesus had directed them when they saw him they worshiped but some doubted jesus came near and said to them all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and then of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe everything i have commanded you and remember i am with you always right they Mm -hmm. The people who almost uh, I got caught up with, they have a very strong like. This is like their whole thing. Like, if they feel like if they are not making disciples, they are not saved. If they're not making disciples, Girl, yes, yes, <laughs> bro, yes. That was they. If y'all, if y'all don't know me, if you haven't been on my page, I used to be in a cult, yeah. and um, it can man, they can draw their, you in. That was bro. their anchor scripture. It is. It's Mark eleven twenty four. If you are not making disciples, and they will tell you, I remember they used to say, they used to be like, Christina, do you think that you are a disciple? And I used to be like, looking at them like, and it's like, well, if you are not making more disciples and you are not baptizing them, you got to add that on there too. If you're not making disciples nor baptizing people, you're not saved. According to the cult, I will not name drop them, but they're around. They're in your city. They're in a city near you. Trust me. They're in like every city. <laughs> and Man, then Mark, I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna observe the Sabbath. I'm gonna honor the Sabbath and receive the rest that is the finished work of Christ Jesus. Don't tell me that I have to do X, Y, and Z to and be saved. And it puts a lot of pressure on you because you're like, oh my, like I gotta invite somebody to church. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Yeah. And again, that's now you're in a works based place. Exactly. And, okay. And Mark, how does it end? It also, if we do the longer ending, um, it has uh, the Great Commission. But I feel like the word wording was a little different. And I forgot what word was different. But 
In Mark, it goes later, he appeared to the 11 themselves as they were reclining at the table. He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who saw him after he had risen. Then he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. This is another one they'll use if they tell you that you have to be baptized. If they'll say, because Jesus said, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But Jesus also said, whoever believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He also said, you must be born of water and spirit. But guess what? We were all born of water when we came out of our mother's wombs. That part... Just not to mention he is the living water. He could baptize me every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's just you got to watch that a little bit. Okay, how does Luke end? Luke, because Luke, I feel like in Luke is where he wants something to eat. And I, and I feel like in Luke, it talks, it, it almost talks more about his ascension. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Because in Luke, it has a lot of the, his, his appearances to people as mm-hmm. opposed to the others. This is going to save on YouTube, right? I hope so. Me too. If not, I'm going to be kind of sad. No, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. It has to. It has to. But we do have these Instagram lives. Yeah, and then we'll have the audio. So We have backup uh, Luke. But I, do, I don't want to be on here for a billion years, though, either. Either, no. No, thank you. Because <laughs> I do have to go turn off Omari's TV because, or I need to take a break or something. I need okay, to Luke. <laughs> um, let me see. Luke is just like it's so long. It is. It's actually as, the longest gospel. As they were saying the these things, he himself stood in their midst. He said to them, "Peace to you." But they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. I may have thought I was seeing a ghost too if I saw Jesus. Like if I saw somebody who died. Yeah. And knew that they told me I'll be back. I still may be a little perplexed. Um, he said, why are you troubled? He asked them. And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. That it is I myself. Touch me and see because a ghost does not have flesh and bones. As you can see, I have. Having said this, he showed them his hands and feet. But while they were amazed and in disbelief because of their joy, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? That, when I first read that, I cracked up. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus is funny. I actually like, made a TikTok about I it. I got something. Like, and <laughs> and I guess it was to prove to them that he wasn't a ghost. But I'm also like, maybe he wanted a fish sandwich. So, do you have anything to eat? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He told them, "These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled." Did y'all know that Psalms was a prophetic book? I hope you did. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he also said to them, this is what is it is written. The Messiah would suffer and rise from the dead the third day in repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed the name in his name to all the nations mm-hmm. beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I am sending you what my father promised as for you stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Then he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they were continually in the temple praising God. 
He was kind of taken up like Elijah. Just taken up. Who, Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. He's just gone. He's just taken mm -hmm. up in heaven. That's what I want to see somebody taken up in heaven. Wait till uh, the rapture. Well, <laughs> will I actually see it or will I just be gone? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. You may yeah. see the inside of your eyelids and then be in heaven when you wake up. Let's see how John ends. John is kind of weird, too. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told him. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This was because Simon denied him three times. I got to make a yeah. about that. Yeah, it was um, definitely a redemptive, like, yes, do like, me? do you love me? Like, do you love me? You know what I was love thinking me? about? I was thinking about people like who be on TikTok who be like, I would never deny Jesus ever if they cut my head off. And it's like, y'all know Peter denied Jesus. Like, even when right he said after that he would cut the dude's ear off. Oh, I read somewhere. I think it was actually in, in the Holy Bible, or maybe in a commentary of the Holy Bible. Um, the Holy Bible for anyone who didn't know what I was just saying. Um <laughs> the so the the servant girl that asked um peter do you know jesus the third time like for him to deny christ the third time um her dad or like her relative was the guy whose ear peter had cut off i was like so she knew that that he knew that jesus was real but he but peter said no and she was like but you like i definitely just saw my relative come in. i don't know if it was her father her cousin her uncle or whatever it just says relative um of the man whose ear got cut off by jesus um i want to take this time while uh wiggy is away just to wait for her to get back but i do want to take this time to say that if you um have made it this far and <laughs> have enjoyed our banter and whatnot um the only reason why we're doing this is because jesus did raise again and his resurrection is something that we can hold on to as him being the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father except through him it was his sacrifice that atoned for all of our sins and i know we may think that we are great people but we're not um only you know and god knows that what, what goes through your brain on a regular basis not every thought is holy not every thought is even good for people who don't believe in the bible you can say oh wow i shouldn't have had that thought or oh wow i shouldn't have you know intrusive thoughts you know what i mean and so what I um hold on um i'm giving the the benediction real quick so um <laughs> like we're not good people and there's always times where we feel man i should have done this better and jesus died for those times and i'm gonna let you know that even beyond those times we're not clean without him we're not made perfect without him and so this whole point we'd be remiss to not offer this opportunity to say if you would like to 
receive Christ into your heart and become born again, Romans says that all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the son of God and you shall be saved. And so um, there's no way for you to repeat after me for, and me to hear you. But if you would like to receive Christ into your heart, I want to just open it up right now. And if you do say this prayer, um, message us on the Tents and Tabernacles pod Instagram or us personally, if you follow either, follow either of us on Instagram or TikTok. Um, if you can even hear me on TikTok, but anywho. We're not on TikTok anymore. Okay. Um, but message us and let us know so that we can rejoice with you. But just say, Lord, I repent of my sins and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You're the only one who can cleanse me. And I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me so that I can live a holy and sanctified life. Mm-hmm. Come into my life, Lord. I give you my life for yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And it's that easy. And if you meant it in your heart, you're saved. Mm-hmm. We will see you and we'll have a Holy Ghost party in heaven with you um, if we don't see you in person before the rapture, which yeah. is imminent um and if you mentioned stuff will start to change in your life there will be a heart change will you be perfect no will you have certain things you gotta you know god gotta go to prune stuff off of you at the time yeah. it's needed god's gonna mold you like clay he's not gonna just zap you like a with a stun gun and you're gonna be a complete you know the transforming of your mind and renewing your mind is 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 just that it's a it's process and yeah. you just know how God has changed you, how God I mean, some things are very drastic in the beginning, of course, but you're a human being. I, I just don't want anybody to think that once they have invited Christ into their heart and they have chosen to serve him that that they will now be perfect and that they will um not struggle with anything, that they won't be sad, they won't have suffering. Like I heard on this podcast recently, like Jesus did not preach a life that was void of suffering. Yeah. And, and everybody's going to suffer. If, if you wanted to choose a life that is without God, you just get to suffer without the promises of God now. Oof, that's heavy. Right. So either way you can suffer by yourself or you can suffer, um, with the comfort of the Holy spirit. That part. <laughs> if that makes sense but yeah like you're a human in a fallen world things are going to happen mm-hmm. um and i don't like it if you put too much pressure on yourself because like we've already said christ has already done the work christ did it for you if you keep trying to do the work to try to pay jesus back that can that can lead to depression low-key like anxiety <laughs> yeah. like you cannot pay him back. He didn't even ask you to pay him back. Yeah. You there's can't. nothing there's that nothing we have that we can give God that is enough to atone for our sin. Our sin is too big. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus was the only sacrifice. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death and sacrifice. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure where to go after that. I expected you to be gone a lot longer. Um, 
No, that was but, pretty good. That was probably a very good ending. I, I yeah. thought I, I didn't know how long I would be gone. Omari in there, I don't know what's going on with him, but <laughs> but yeah, if you want to know, Tona did not your... work tonight. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know more about your salvation, you can start in Hebrews nine or just start in Hebrews one and read the book of Hebrews. Yeah, I would just read the book of um, Hebrews. It's or good. you can read. I, the I suggest you read your whole Bible. I'm always going to say that. Read that That's thing. That's so daunting. Read that thing. You can make it. You can do it. Get yeah. you a plan and yeah. do it. Read you a few chapters a day. We, I knew somebody who read one chapter a day. It took her a long time to read the Bible. It took her like two years or yeah. two and a half years. But she literally read one chapter a day, every day. And she was getting through it. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, go at your own yeah. pace. Don't be trying to y'all y'all getting overwhelmed because you trying to read the Bible in ninety days or a month. You have to do that. You stop that. Don't do that. Just pick it up and get to starting. But Hebrews is good to know about what what it is that you just did in regards to salvation. What that means. What that means for you now. What that meant for you before. Um, and also Galatians to understand the grace that we have now been engrafted into that we are no longer under the law, but we are under grace. And that's in Galatians. So mm -hmm. uh, if you have and any questions, too, let us know. About that too. <laughs> yes, Wiggy, we need to read the whole Bible. <laughs> I'm just saying, read it over <laughs> and over and over again. I'm it's on all the good. Time. It's I'm all good. I'm just trying to give you a, a, a starting place. Oh yeah, um, of course. But I'm yeah. telling you to start in Genesis 1-1. <laughs> we love y'all. We wouldn't do all of this if we didn't. Um, if you haven't already, <laughs> click the like button, subscribe, comment down below, do all the things. Even yeah, if you do don't, God is still good and he's still alive. Yes. Um, oh, and yeah, subscribe to this YouTube, but also go to find the Tits and Tabernacles YouTube. And then next time we do a live, we will be on Tits and Tabernacles because... Uh, I I did the setup already. So what? Somebody said something. Shay said my dad read the Gospel of John every day for a year, and that's how he's running his life to Christ. See, I'm telling you, that's a good one. Yes, mm -hmm. and he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. That is mm -hmm. definitely a good thing to decree over yourself, um, because that is the word of God, and God yep. said that, and God did that. Jesus did that. Um, yeah, for yes. the comprehension of God's word. Thank y'all yes. for joining us. We yes, if you're watching the replay, um, it's going to start like in the middle of us talking because I didn't hit record until we were like 15 minutes in. Well, we so, weren't talking about nothing crazy. We weren't talking about nothing crazy. It was just like, we. I don't know if the prayers recorded, the it's beginning not. music is not like everything not I just worked so hard for. It's not there. It was for us. It's okay. It's Listen, I could change the picture and it could just be the countdown forever. I just changed the picture. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess we're gonna go. Yeah. But you know, we, we should probably do Instagram. lives on Instagram more often and just talk about stuff. Yeah. I'm think, down. Yeah, I think we should do it sometimes. Not all the time. I can't promise y'all a schedule. Yeah, no, I cannot do that. That's just not a thing. Um, we may still have our regular episode this week. Maybe. What's today? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Might be a Saturday drop. Don't know. Well, oh no, because we ain't doing it Friday. We have nope. to do it tomorrow. Yeah. So mm, we'll see what's happening. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Pray about it, but we're if we if not, we ooh, 
we got to get a schedule going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because we're still in Jeremiah. So tune in to that if it, we drop it. If not, this one, I probably have this audio up tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully. It's very long, so it, it might be a lot of compressing going on. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate everybody joining in. And we'll see you, right? Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Peace and love. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>